Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast is Love. My name is Ricky, and this is Christine Kidd. And today we're going to talk about how to host a small group, how to put together a small group, just to get people into Christian community, to be encouraged by each other, and to learn from God's Word. So we're doing our first video. So hi! Hello. Um, if you're listening to this on just audio, you know, great. That's what we've been doing, but uh, we're just going to add the video element to it today. So we feel like God's encouraged us and led us to have a video up. So that's what we're going to do. And to start us off, we just want to know about your background with small groups, if that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, Currently, I, um, I serve as a life group coordinator at Echo Life Church. So I like, that's what I, I delve into. I help with, um, with kind of, coaching life group coach uh, leaders and giving them encouragement, checking in and seeing how like I can help them um, and their group become successful. Um, I'm also leading a group that you're in. Yes, I love uh, it. On Wednesday mornings. And I've led a few or co-led a few groups the last few years. Um, but I mean, it goes back to even college years. Like I, I led a group of women um, from our apartment in college and we we read a book together called God Chicks, and it was just God like a, Chicks. God, it's such, I need to look that up. You, it's it is such a teenage type of book, so it's good for for that age group. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And hey, you know what? And there's, there's different for bibles for different yeah, yeah, yeah. age groups. Exactly. You know, different study bibles. So yeah. I've got the study bibles here. If you guys yeah. see it on the video, this was high school. This was right after college, and this is the one I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. So hey, you know what? God can use anybody, anybody for yes. His glory. And if that's writing a book called God Chicks, then and go it was, for it. I mean, it is a good book. I just, yeah. I want to like give a little, like, there, it's definitely for younger women. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So then what happened next? Because you're still doing small groups right. actively. So, and you know, three kids, married, mm-hmm. moved several times. So you still had this focus to do small groups. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a period in my life where like we did not go to church and there's a lot of shame behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, and God kind of, I mean, he transformed my life again and took away that shame, but I started leading like a little small group Bible study, one of the Jenny Allen um, Bible studies with just a group of girls from my book club. Mm-hmm. So they don't like, I don't think any of them went to a church. So it was just, we had that common denominator. Like we wanted to learn more. We want to know more. And I took that initiative and we started that. And then from then on, um, I kind of focused more on like mom groups and Bible studies and small groups, but in a way that's still kind of like a life group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, when we moved to Pensacola, um, that is when I kind of started uh, stepping into um, being like the small group leader. Um, first, I started with a, another um like a like more of a fun recreational group mm. where it was like uh, fellow moms with young kids. We'd meet at a park and walk around and kind of talk about life, and that helped develop a lot of my friendships. Um, I think everyone has moved since then, but yeah. Um, and then from then on, I I kind of joined and co-led with some people, um, and the co-leading turned to leading, and the leading turned to. Um, asking others to co-lead with me so I could kind of help them grow into a leadership. Wow. So it's a discipleship. Yeah. It turned into a discipleship position. Mm -hmm. So 
Co-leading is what you're doing right now. And mm -hmm. I think for anyone who's wanting to start a small group, I've never hosted a small group, but it looks like that would be a good place to start because you're going in it with other people. So how did it start for you of saying, okay, I've got some content because we're reading a book right now called mm -hmm. Live No Lies. Yeah. And I think that's a good place. I think that's a good place for us to go in this conversation because you have to have content you know, you're co-leading right now. We can talk about that aspect of it and then where we're meeting. So we want to make this podcast a shorter one because we're hoping that you listen to this when you're out on a walk or a quick drive and you're thinking about hosting a small group. We want you to be able to go back to this conversation and be able to use the points that we're talking about today to host a small group yourself in your community. So, uh, yeah, I guess, how did you get together with co-leading? How did that all come about? Um, I, th I think honestly, God just put it on my heart, like small groups. And the first time I co-led was with my friend Allie Hill. And um, I knew she had led or co-led groups mm -hmm. before. And just with like schedules, because 13 weeks is usually what our small group um, semester is made out of. And that's just a, a long commitment. Um, you know, there's travel in there. There's, you know, kids might be sick, something like that. And so it's always good to have a co-leader, especially if it's your first time. Okay. And so um, I'd highly recommend, especially if it's your first time leading, having someone there with you, even if they they just kind of do the background stuff of like emailing or praying over people. Currently this semester, I am also leading with a friend, Corey. Yes. And we actually didn't really know each other very well. Um, we had been in a group together uh, last semester and we were both in the same neighborhood. And I kind of felt like God, God was, I don't know, stirring in my heart that I needed to reach out to her because she has such depth and insight. And um, it was really neat because when I did reach out to her and asked like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this morning group. Would you be interested in joining? Um, she said that God was doing the exact same thing and she and stirring in her heart. And she had no idea what that looked like. So it's just interesting how that kind of combined yeah. together. So definitely, um, I know with with her and with other people, with myself, like there's that thought, like I, I am not like good enough to do this, or I don't have enough Bible knowledge, or I don't know, like, will people listen to me? Yeah. Um, yes, those are valid concerns for because sure. you're like, what if this doesn't work? Yeah. You know, what if nobody? Well, and then I was gonna say, what if nobody shows up? But that's another thing mm -hmm. about how how to pick people in your group or put it out there. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. How did you? I, I mean, it really was the Holy Spirit just from what I've mm -hmm. seen in you and how you started the small group and from being in your small group. What ignited you guys to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to meet. And this is the content we're going to have. I love hosting. So let me skip to that one. Like I, I love it because like that's one of the reasons we got our house. I, I just imagined having community there and having groups there. I have some crazy dogs. And so that mm. always makes it a little challenging, but, um, that's where I, I knew I wanted it to be. Yeah. And then as far as um, content, also, first of all, also it helps me make sure I clean my house. So like that is always like – It is a blessing. It's, so it's weird. So, <laughs> so we have a little visitor joining we us. We do. My He's almost two-year-old. Hey, buddy. Hey. It's his little head right here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't knock over anything. And he – so – and that's an important point to bring up because mm -hmm. if you are a mom – 
and you are hosting a small group, what you all have done, we have daycare, so they're at daycare when we're at small group, but you all have hired a sitter to go right. to the other leader's house, which yes. I think is really cool. I've never seen that. Oh, so really? the kids aren't a distraction mm -hmm. in that group gathering at all. Why did you guys set that up? Honestly, it's easier for me to not have to worry about him. Um, and, and I've been in groups before where, where we did that. So it's nice to have that break, especially if you're a stay-at-home or working-at-home parent. Yeah. Um, but I do have um, – there's a life group leader that is in our um, church that she has purposely allowed children to come with their, with their moms for her women's Bible study at night because she wants them to be around okay. them learning together. That's good. And that's I a like really that. neat concept too. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I believe it's Shannon Nyquist on um, – Oh, I love her book. Something about a table. <laughs> yeah, she has a book. At the table or something, I don't know. Yeah, she has a book I read last year, and it was about peace. I can't mm. remember the title of it, but, man, it just makes me take a deep breath in and enjoy the birds chirping yeah. or just, like, God created like all of it. Present over perfect or something. Present over perfect. Yeah, but That's she it. talks about in the book that I am referring to that don't yeah. have a name for, yeah. um, how like her small groups that she went to, they, like it was the whole family, like everyone brought pack and place. And I feel like, like in my mind, that is ideal, like mm -hmm. to have your husbands and have your kids, but it's difficult. I feel like for a lot of people, especially people who like to have like not a lot of flexibility, like they want right. their kids in bed at a certain time and a certain, right. so that's why. Or people who are ADHD. Is, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But I mean, I think, I don't think there's where like, let's dive in the Bible. I think it's like, let's eat together let's eat. and like share life and all okay. that. So, so that brings us to a great point, content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk there's, there's some, you can do interest groups and you can do Bible studies or you could do book studies. Um, we like to say there's a category for like each person. There's categories for women only or men only or couples or co-ed or singles. There's college age, there's youth, um, students. Um, there's like the recreational, like you do it over a hobby or activity. Right. And the way they do it at Echo Life, um, which is kind of neat, is it's like a demand system. So like you can do a life group over anything. Like um, we like to use the example underwater basket weaving, but like, <laughs> but like you may not have people that will actually sign up for that. Yeah, so yeah. well, I mean, hey, you know, yeah. I might need that. It's like could be a bucket list yeah. item. Uh, yeah, go like, to the small group. You could do it. Yeah. Um, you just have to get the people to do that. And so the way that we encourage people to do that is to invite the people you already know. So that's like number one. Yeah. Um, even if they don't go to your church. Yeah. Even if they don't go to your church. Yeah. Um. There's a there's at least one person that doesn't go to my church in my group. Yeah, definitely us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we love y'all small groups. Yeah. And so I think it's really interesting too because to have someone from another church invite you to their small group, it just is a reminder to me that we I mean, this gets used all the time, capital C church, that we are all for Jesus and we love Jesus. And to me, it's like, this is our Pensacola army for Christ. Yeah. And it sounds so no, that's good. corny, but it's just like, yeah, we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. Like, let's still talk about Jesus in these different community groups because it's not limited to 
location. I mean, it's not limited yeah. to church is what it's I meant like to say. It's not like an exclusive club. Like yeah. anyone is welcome for sure. Right. So mm-hmm. if you are in the Pensacola community, I recommend you check out Echo Life small groups and Upper Room small groups and all of Baptist small yeah. groups and Marcus Point small groups. They have a volleyball. Oh, club. cool. And <laughs> also like cool. if you if you try it like one or two times and it's not vibing, like yeah. try a different one. Like you don't have to be settled, but I would say, I would recommend you like really really do try um, yeah. to make it work. But sometimes you just get that gut feeling. You're like, this is not, this is not the right group for me. Right. Um, yeah. Well, your content, this session, this is my second one with you. And I love it. The first one we did was with Jenny Allen, which we, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. I love, I have her, the book from that small group right yeah. here. Um, but it, it was one of those small like group workbook, workbook where yeah. you write stuff in it. So the book we're reading right now is called Live No Lies by John Mark Comer. Mm-hmm. And he has a podcast, which is great. And I highly recommend it. Well, he has several, but yeah. just like Over go this, yeah. dive in. Yes. Yeah, this is more of like – the first one was more of a like a, a Bible study type thing with homework. And you read a you know, certain chapter and you have homework and we watch video sometimes. Um, yeah. And this one is like an actual book that we're just reading through. And so – I first heard about this book on a podcast with him and I don't know who, maybe Jenny Allen, honestly. And I was like, I want to read that. And so that's just basically how how it came about. Yeah. And there was another point that I wanted to mention Mm -hmm. today. You talked about something called Right Now Media and they had a small group in that platform. I do I've never been to Right Now Media, Mm -hmm. so or I don't have an account. They have lots of small groups. Yeah. So Um, a lot of churches have that available, um, so definitely reach out to your church. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they have, like, a whole plethora of studies that are, like, video-based mm-hmm. so that you can just, like, turn it on. Because I, I think that's another thing. People are like, I don't know. Like, I'm not a great teacher. I'm not this. Like, honestly, you just have to guide discussion. Um, and People you want to talk. They want to talk. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I think that's what my current co-leader, like, she's like, I don't know. You know, I'm yeah. – and I'm like – you're going to be great. And yeah. and she is because she, she our is group great. is very great at discussing things. And we're very passionate. We're very passionate. We love this this content. So <laughs> talk great. about something that we are discussing right now in our small group. Like where is the book talk? What is the book talking about right now? So the it's whole concept of the book is that um, that we need to uh, our, our main spiritual fight is against lies. And yeah. That's how the enemy um well, attack us is using lies. So we need to first believe there are lies and then discover them and replace those with the truth. Right. And so right now we're um, that's what we've learned so far. And we're kind of now focusing in on the like flesh side of our spiritual uh, selves and yeah. about how like just our nature will will head and drift away and choose things um that just aren't good for us. Yeah. And so it's very – he does a great job at researching things, um, both like in the Bible, which is obviously important, but also um, with other like scientific studies or um, psychology. Um, so it's really interesting, I feel like. Yeah. One of the things that he mentions in the book is that a certain percentage of people proclaim that they're Christians, however, yeah. are not active in the faith. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the percentage. Do you it was remember? Like, I feel like it went down to like 10% or 6 Oh, like 10%? Was it that low? I think it went – like he, he said like there's only like 60% that pro- 
proclaim that proclaim they are it, a Christian. But there's only like t- like as few as 10% that are actually and I don't know how they they measure this, but mm-hmm. are actually like engaged in a relationship right. with with Christ, yeah. The book is called Live No Lies and it's by John Mark Comer and if you're it's looking excellent. for a, a And it is definitely yeah. I feel like especially for women, yeah. women are like we get all these fluff like like women's studies, which some of them are great, but yeah. some of them are just like, let's talk about our insecurities mm-hmm. and, and all the normal things that like most women struggle with. But that's not a that's not a bad thing. But I love going deeper. Like I do too. much, much deeper. And this is a deep dive for sure. Yeah. It's so good and so important to get good content. Yes. If you're gonna host a small group because are you going to allow the Holy Spirit to move in your small group? Are you going to facilitate a place where people can come and feel safe and to talk about Jesus and how he's working in their lives? And then, you know, also for the people in the group to call stuff out of, oh, I don't think I've seen that in the Bible. You know, mm-hmm. let's talk about how you found out about that. Mm-hmm. That is a lie. You know, we're going to yeah. go through this together. Are you going to create a safe place for people to come and worship Jesus, love Jesus, and love each other. And how are you going to do that? So how do you get people to come to small groups? Like, what I mean, do you recommend? Yeah, first, yeah. first ask people you know. Like, I yeah. asked pretty much, you know, a lot of my friends. Yes, me. And I asked yeah. Ricky, and Thank you me. don't even go to my church right now. And she's like, like, yes. And so um, most of the people that are in our group, not most of them, there's a good number that yeah. are, like, close friends. Yeah. And then – um, we, um, we advertise life groups. We, we like heavily, um, market them right at the beginning of life group season at our church. Mm-hmm. And we, we, you know, blast it on social media. We talk about it at services. So the church does do part of that, but mm-hmm. I also had to promote it myself. And I, I try to encourage, um, life group leaders when we start, like ask the people that are in your life that you know, that are like in your circle of influence now because that's who God put you in with. That's good. So that's really scary though. It is scary. I, I <laughs> yeah, it is scary. Yeah, because does the and I'm just gonna get real, does the question come up of what if they aren't a believer? Or what if they aren't a believer like No, I mm. understand. There is mm. I, I know. Yeah. Um I guess like the worst thing you could do is just ask and they say no. True you know. story. Is there anything else that you can think about that we didn't mention on how to start a small group? Because my prayer in this is that we are in a small group right now. Mm-hmm. It's a life-giving small group. You know, we're seeking Jesus in this. We're learning more about him every week. And we want to live no lies. You know, like yeah. what the content is saying. It's pointing us to scripture. It's pointing us to Jesus. So, is there anything that you could give the listeners here a takeaway to go out into their community, no matter what country they're in or what city they're in, to yeah, yeah, yeah. start a small group? I mean, when I think of small groups, I think of the original church, like in Acts um, chapter probably two. Wow. That's um, good. Yes. Um, yeah. Acts chapter two, verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Um, 
A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. And it keeps talking about that. But I think it's just like, I actually hate this phrase, but it's such a good phrase. It's doing life together. Um, And I, I feel like you have to be vulnerable. You have to allow yourself to open up. In fact, when our small group first started meeting, I was going through some very heavy, hard stuff. And I wasn't as vulnerable, and I and I don't think I should have. I think I, I was just perfectly vulnerable, but usually I'm much more. And so, like I felt, I felt weird and not opening more. You also have to have boundaries, I guess. But, yeah. um, but I did. I was like, I'm going through some stuff. Please be praying for me. I can't get into it now, but I can later. And so, um, it's it's that kind of thing. I think there's some idea that you have to be like above it all if you're going to lead, or you have to. Um, know it all and mm-hmm. and you don't I mean you will be it does say like you will be judged like more as a teacher because you have to be teaching what's in the word of God like you can't be leading people astray you have to know what your content is that you're studying yeah. um, but uh, I think it comes down to like being real and being vulnerable and being willing to open up your life to somebody yeah Being willing is so huge. Being obedient to what God has called you to do is another thing. And if you have the space to host someone or if someone has opened up a space for you to host, Mm -hmm. even if it's the beach, okay? Yeah, right. And and actually, (laughs) like, you don't have to do, like, a big deep dive into the Bible or a deep heavy theology. Like, you can literally just meet for supper, Yeah. like, together. Um, We had at our church in – one of our churches in Baton Rouge, we had – where I moved from? Yes, Um, yeah. We started going into life groups there in the summer. They would have this thing, which I feel like every church should do if they could, but they had a special life group um, summer session where you sign up to um, be a part of it, and um, they would put you in these um, family-type groups of, like, I don't know, 10 to 15 people in each group, and they were different ages. They were different, like, backgrounds that you would meet once a week and have dinner together. And it was just a very neat thing. I don't know. That would be so life-giving because you know that you're believers. mm -hmm. And so you're encouraging each other over meals. You you have to – and it meet like, it breaks those generational divides as well or – because there's so many, like, I've I've been a life group coordinator where there's, like – young couples this and young women's this and another young women's this and it's like that is great like it's good to have community but when you start mixing in those generations when you start mixing in being around people that are different from you um that's when i feel like our group has um two women who are much um who are grandparents yeah they're grandparents and i love it it's i love it too i need their advice in that small group when they missed one week i texted them and i'm like we Where missed you. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where did you go? Because there were just so many moments in that discussion where I, I just feel like their wisdom, like from mm-hmm. God, from their experience in life could have been so needed. But we are going to wrap up here and just really appreciate you sharing that. And Acts 2 verses 42, if you are going to start a small group, start there. Start with yeah. scripture first. We want to point you to scripture. Is there anything else that you like to and share? pray together. Sorry. I yeah, meant to pray say together. that. Like, absolutely yeah. pray together. Yes. And I, huge. I know some people who are, like, great um, with leading people, and they can – I have one leader right now. She's like, I can do, like, 
a talk, like a Zoom talk, or a, a talk in front of like 400, 500 people, but I feel so insecure praying. And it's just talking with God. Like, exactly. The more you do it, the easier it'll get. So just um, practice that. And also, like, you kind of set the expectation for your group. So um, be willing to be the one to start, but also encourage others. Like, yeah. kind of start to call on others. Like, you don't want to um, necessarily, like, put them on the spot, but you want to grow people in your group. You want to like help them go, go deeper with God. So, amen. Um, that's good. Like our group, we're actually going to, I haven't talked to Corey, but I think tomorrow we're going to be praying one-on-one with each other because there's some people in our group that like that's new to them and yes. doing it all at once is a little intimidating. So we're going to just pair up tomorrow. And pray oh, together. I can't wait. Yeah. I hope I get one person that I'm thinking about right now. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay, so good. So you set the expectation for your group is what you said. And then also something that you said earlier is to know your content because if you are teaching, you're going to have extra eyes on you and they're going to be looking to you as the example of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like I know that sounds crazy and a lot of pressure, but you know, Christine, you just said that from a position of hosting a small group. I'm saying that from a position of hosting a podcast, it does matter. Mm -hmm. And it is a lot, but Jesus carries our load. Like he is us. Like he cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. But, um, that's, yeah. that's the most important thing. I feel yeah. like, sorry, you might have to um, – there's a verse that goes with that about being willing and God doing the rest. And I think it is um, – for it's Philippians 2.13. Hold on. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So Philippians 2.13? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's giving you, if he's giving you that desire, like this says it, like he will, he's going to be the one to give you that desire, first of all, which is great. He's also going to give you the power to do it. So, amen. I feel like whoever's listened to this is well equipped to go out and start a small group. And uh, we just want to pray as we wrap this up. If you're listening on the, or if you're watching on the video, you're getting a real treat. <laughs> like, oh, that's stinky. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're sorry. Well, they can't smell, so they they're can't fine. Smell. Yeah. They're good. Um, so go out and as God leads you, start a small group. If you put that desire in your heart, start a small group. And we're confident that the Holy Spirit is going to give you the power to do that because you're going to do it for his glory. Like the t-shirt, my t-shirt says for his yes. glory. <laughs> Got it at the Perico. Okay. They're, they've been on the podcast before, but anyway. Okay. At the end of every podcast, we always pray. So join us in prayer. Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com 
or Facebook and Instagram, Laura Loken. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs>